So welcome everybody to another uh, orthopod from OrthoEvidence. And um, we are in conversation with uh, Professor Francesco Bonazzo, who is uh, currently serving as chairman of orthopedics and traumatolo uh, traumatology in Pavia, Italy. Uh, Francesco, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for inviting me uh, to share with you my experience uh, with this uh, such a strange period of our orthopedic life because uh, <laughs> it was uh, really uh, unthinkable uh, just one month and a half ago that uh, we could be uh, in this situation in our hospitals. Just to be precise, uh, I moved one month ago uh, from uh, uh, the hospital of San Matteo in Pavia to another hospital in Brescia. And maybe okay. you know that Brescia is one of the epicenter of the COVID virus. Absolutely, I kept yeah. my university position in the same university of Pavia, but my clinical practice uh, should have been done in this hospital. And it worked quite well for the very first week. And then uh, we we went uh, progressively to a lockdown of the our every uh, any uh, surgical activity because uh, we in the first phase uh, we slow down the uh, elective surgery. Uh, this is a place we are uh, <clears throat> performing uh, almost uh, 30 joint replacement per week. And then uh, from one day to the other, to a complete uh, 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 shutdown of the of the of the surgery, because everything was uh, completely devoted to the treatment of the COVID virus. And uh, this is something. The very first things I want to say that uh, we were not prepared to this. We were not prepared psychologically more than uh, uh, the, from the organization point of view, because uh, this hospital turned completely in a couple of weeks to a COVID hospital uh, with more than 400 beds completely devoted to that, 71 intensive care units bed for the COVID virus. And uh, but psychologically, uh, being an orthopedic surgeon more than a traumatology surgeon, uh, uh, you have to completely change your mind from one day to the other and ask yourself, is it true that I'm leaving this situation, uh, which is completely uh, uh, out of our mind? I think worldwide would be the same uh, in the most affected areas uh, here in Europe, as well as, as I heard, in the United States, United States as well. So uh, the, 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 the way of our uh, uh, living uh, habits uh, uh, has completely changed. That's the reason why I got a lot of time nowadays during the past two weeks to uh, uh, finish all my, uh, a lot of papers so that uh, they were mm -hmm. on the it's way to the doing. end. <laughs> we're reading and reading and reading. <laughs> five papers to five different journals on my prosthetic replacement and uh, that's the only positive uh, note that I can bring to you. Uh, from the practical standpoint, uh, the, 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 the hospital has reacted quite positively and uh, very early to this uh, uh, tragedy uh, because of the, the willingness of the doctors and the nurses uh, in, in this place, especially in Bergamo, the other uh, most affected town in uh, nearby, uh, the, the the willingness of the of doctors and the of the nurses uh, to help and assist this patient has been incredible. As a matter of fact, uh, we have already reached almost 82 death casualties among the doctors in Italy. When I wrote with uh, 
Alistair Hart from UK, a letter to the editor to Lancet. Uh, there was two weeks and a half ago, the doctors uh, who lost their lives were only 14. So we had an incredible amount of uh, increased uh, number of casualties among doctors and nurses as well. Uh, the, um, from the, generally speaking, the, uh, probably you know that uh, we have a healthcare system which is socialized, as in Canada, mm. uh, but it's different from region to region. In Lombardia, uh, the, uh, the administration has uh, uh, defined three hubs for trauma. Uh, three main hubs and uh, the other hospital became spokes uh, to these hubs. Mm -hmm. uh, even big hospital, even big trauma centers. And so they, that was a central decision to transform previous hubs in uh, hubs for COVID or special mm -hmm. diseases. In my hospital, we became a hub for cardiovascular disease in, during this period and COVID uh, virus patients. And uh, 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 then we have progressively been locked down in our houses. Uh, it was not a sudden decision because uh, starting seven, March 7, we start to uh, being, not being able to assemble. Uh, the the uh, traveling has been uh, a little bit controlled. After one week, everything was shut down. Uh, restaurant, uh, everything. And uh, this has caused a, a decrease, in a, a sudden decrease of the traumas. Uh, uh, this is another point to take in account, to be taken in account, because the, uh, uh, the social distances uh, we must keep and uh, the limitation, the uh, strong limitation of traveling has caused a dramatic, positive dramatic decrease of the polytraumas. We have only fractures of the elderly patients, most of them, wrist fracture. Uh, and uh, most of these elderly patients are positive to COVID. So that has created a new way of organization of the surgical OR and uh, all these surgical uh, activities we have in our hospitals uh, with a lot of uh, information uh, needed to be gathered uh, and uh, um, uh, um, traduced in practice uh, from one hour to the other. Because uh, just I think of the uh, protection and the uh, personal protection for the, for the surgeons and nurses, together with the, a lot of news coming on the time of uh, uh, the, the virus can stay on uh, uh, stainless steel, Plastic. Uh, you has published. Uh, you are publishing on GBJS a nice paper on that. Oh, I read that paper yesterday. And uh, the, the 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 time the virus can survive on the surfaces is important. The the load of the virus and the charge of the virus over there is so is still important. But the news they were not clear in the beginning. So uh, the uh, amount of precautions to be taken. Uh, has been guessed more than known perfectly and exactly. Right. So this is uh, the reason why we had a, a huge exchange of information, maybe uh, not so clear, maybe not so true, 
uh, worldwide among the surgeons. What do you do in your practice? How can you organize your surgical OR? How can you be safe in treating this patient? Uh, do you test all this patient before surgery? You wait for the, the result for the test or not? And sometimes it's not possible. Both of these patients, and this is an experience of uh, yesterday, news from yesterday from my old hospital, where mm -hmm. I still am responsible for the residency program. Uh, all the fractures arrived yesterday, femoral fractures of the elderly people arrived yesterday. All these patients were positive to the, for a, 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 a viral pulmonitis, even with a negative test. So wow. the consequence for that is uh, from now on, from a couple of weeks ago, now and on, we must uh, treat all these fractured patients as positive ones, with the consequences that we, may, we cannot keep them in a uh, uh, double room. Maybe it would be better to keep them in a single room, and that will uh, cut by twice uh, by, by the half the, uh, uh, the reception of the hospital, the capability of the hospital to accept a patient in that way. That's true that it's positive that we have a decreased number of, of traumas. Uh, I have collected data uh, from different uh, center, trauma centers in Italy because I'm a member of a trauma society as well. And we, are, we have collected the uh, incidence and numbers and quality of trauma from, starting from February 21st. That's the day where we had the first Italian affected patient up mm -hmm. to the March 31st. Mm. And uh, uh, we have compared, we are comparing the incidence of this trauma to the exactly the same period of the last year. And uh, it's very much interesting because, again, polytrauma has almost disappeared. We have only domestic trauma and fall for the uh, uh, um, old patients. Uh, uh, and uh, most of them are affected because they come from hospice, uh, many of them. By the way, in Bergamo, the nearby, the nearby town, so far we got almost 700 casualties among the guests of these hospices on a total number of 6,000. So more wow. than 10% already, mm -hmm. <clears throat> already died. This is considering that the, uh, uh, the, this uh, locking down of our social lives will last for a long time because even if they, we start the, the so-called, as the politician calls, phase two of a progressive liberalization of our uh, freedom of motion, movement, and so on, uh, the, uh, we will not be free, uh, completely free of moving until the end of this year. It, that's my, my perspective. But that means that the uh, trauma will stay uh, in lower in number for a, a lot of months. And that is important to, take, to be taken into account because in a, in a, in a situation of uh, uh, socialization of the healthcare, uh, the administration or the administration should think of uh, changing the rules of the game, reallocating more resources uh, on elective surgery uh, yeah. and less on trauma surgeons and trauma centers. Why this? I'm afraid, being a joint arthroplasty surgeon nowadays, that the, the resources to uh, keep this kind of surgery feasible in the near future will not be sufficient because a huge amount of money has been diverted to save the lives of the patients. And so 
uh, if we keep the same uh, uh, firepower fire for the trauma, this is, not, this is not good because we will have the need of more elective surgeries. In, the, in these two months, all the patient needing a surgery, uh, not urgent, but uh, needed for the quality of the life, joint arthroplasty, right. rejoint, right. has been reallocated for uh, when, nobody knows. So we are doing a big effort to reorganize our surgical theater, our pathway for the, for the patient. We will start to operate again on April 20, but only three days a week, morning to evening. And we expect to be able to perform only three big cases per day because the, the changing time between one surgery and the other, one patient and the other, will last two hours. Because right. whenever we change the surgical theater, which is a possibility, but we need more nurses, or staying in the same theater, the recommendation are to wake up the patient inside the same surgical theater to bring that back to the to to the uh, to the room without uh, any stop in a recovery room because the recovery room with other patients could create an area of solid side where. Yeah. So the, the rules of our surgery will change, and uh, uh, so we are in a moment where we have some fortunately some clear ideas on how to avoid the virus, how can should we treat the patient, but still the, uh, the, the future of our surgery is quite uh, uncertain uh, for the moment. We are really doing our best job to reorganize ourselves for the, uh, for the, the, the benefit of the patients. I mean, I can't thank you enough for that summary because I mean, it really covers everything. And the one thing I've heard you say a few times already is we need data. And it looks like you're on the forefront of collecting that information so you can decide and make good decisions. Because it seems that by demonstrating through data that we're seeing big declines and quantifying that, that gives you, as you said, firepower to start looking for how we reorganize the healthcare system to deal with so many patients who have basically who have you know needs and deserve surgery but you know just don't we we for safety's sake have not transitioned back to the sort of urgent elective or the elective procedures that require uh, help so you know i think that's a really really innovative approach and a thoughtful approach uh, that you've put forward i do have one question francisco if, if you could um, and you seem like you have quite a bit of insight in this area where other groups are starting to figure this out in those patients who are coming in COVID positive um, with hip fractures, for example, have you been qualitatively or quantitatively been seeing different outcomes in those patients? I mean, clearly you would have think that hip fracture patients already are at risk and have many, many other risks. But when you add, you know, viral pulmonitis on top of that, um, how, you know, are outcomes just different now um, with that with when in those patients than they might have otherwise been i assume the case is yes but i don't have any data to support that yeah exactly this is a very good question because uh, uh, this is also an ethical problem because uh, uh, we we uh, uh, we have an obligation to operate this kind of patient uh, femoral fracture yeah. within 48 hours in the normal times yeah. uh, nowadays most of these patients 
the example of the patient of yesterday, they are all positive for a pulmonitis. And probably the pulmonitis is clear, very clear uh, CT scan signs of uh, uh, the, uh, the typical signs of a uh, coronavirus. Uh, the experience we had so far in the past four weeks that this patient, they will not be able to withstand an uh, extended surgery. So right. uh, we also our indication are changing because we are, yesterday we had a fracture of the a pelvic fracture. These guys got a, a, three months ago, a intertrochanteric, a pertrochanteric fracture fixed with a gamma nail, uh, nothing of special. And before the game, yes, two days ago, it's got a fracture of the lamina quadrilateral with a, mm -hmm. a, 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 a protrusion of the femoral head inside the pelvis. In the normal times, I would have uh, ever fixed a fracture or transformed this fracture in a total joint, removing the yes. gamma nail, bone impaction, uh, cage, and uh, and uh, and uh, cemented liner. Uh, we did yes. nothing. We did nothing because uh, uh, this kind of surgery would have need of a, 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 some subintensive care unit uh, uh, therapy or period of time. And it's not possible, they're not available because they are all uh, occupied by uh, COVID virus patients. And so we will be facing a change of our indication for this. As a matter of fact, trying to answer your question, yes, these patients are much more at risk of uh, having pulmonary complication after uh, this surgery. Because one of the things we have noted that uh, a high number, high percentage of these patients they do have uh, 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 blood clots much more frequent than, than, than a normal patient because somehow the virus affects also the, uh, uh, the, uh, the bloodstream and the coagulation of the blood. And uh, the autopsies uh, done, they have shown that uh, it's a sort of uh, pulmonary vasculitis, uh, moreover than the uh, interstitial uh, the pulmonary affection. So uh, uh, that's uh, again another question, open question: How much of uh, 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 aspirin or other preventive right. medication should be uh, give this patient? For how long? How much before or during or after surgery to prevent deep venous thrombosis, pulmonary embolism, and they die for this? So, uh, yes, they are more risk, so that's an ethical issue. Uh, should we operate or not? If we are aggressive, we will probably have an increased uh, number of casualties in this patient. If we are not aggressive, uh, they will not be able to work anymore. So Yeah, it, it's a very difficult situation. No, it's a fascinating um, analysis of this, and I think it's extremely helpful because we have um, many, many surgeons who are now getting into the early waves, you know, of what's going to be happening on the front lines, and your experience is going to be critical. I, I, I take it you're taking um, advantage of this time to be able to collate and hopefully get this information out um, in the literature. It looks like you're working very hard and writing a lot, so uh, we can't thank you enough from the global community in doing um, what you're doing. I'll finish up with one final um, just uh, question for you, which is knowing what you know, um, being the leader that you have been and having to have gone through something which would be clearly in one of the epicenters of the world, you know, what have you learned from this experience? I mean, what, is, what, have, what has changed you um, 
you know, possibly for the future. And you know, um, when you look back and reflect on uh, this time, uh, again, thank you for for your question because uh, it, it brings it brings out uh, of me uh, my back thinking during these days because. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, we should be prepared to uh, change, uh, as in uh, in our life of surgeons, when in surgery we are facing something unexpected, and uh, we should have been trained to solve this problem. Probably we should apply the same rules to our lives nowadays, uh, being convinced that uh, the routine life we have been experiencing so far successful life of successful surgery, satisfaction with the patient could suddenly change. So we must be able to uh, 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 confront ourselves with a new reality and be able to be elastic in our mind, in our heart, to try, the to, try to solve, to find the solution to these new problems. And uh, probably this is a positive aspect of that. Uh, we break the routine and we stimulate ourselves uh, to new perspectives and uh, probably our life will never be the same as before and probably the the life same as before shouldn't be our aim our target but new experience brings new uh, knowledge and uh, probably if i want to see all this tragedy in a positive way new uh, advantages for us and for the for the patients. On that note, Professor Francesco Bonazzo, thank you so much uh, for your insight. Um, I, as I do with everyone at this point, I've become it's routine now to say, please take care, stay healthy, um, and continue to do what you are doing because I think leadership uh, is what we need in a time of crisis. And I thank you again for taking those these steps to uh, continue to lead uh, in all the work you're doing. So uh, our community is grateful to you and uh, I'm sure that uh, when they see this insight, um, you'll get lots and lots of positive feedback. Thank you so much again. Thank you, Mo. Thank you.